0: Hi, I'm Katrina Daniel and welcome to Prime Time Crime, a podcast for people who want to know what goes on behind the scenes of the most notorious trending crime stories and what's going on in the minds of those involved in those stories. What are the detectives, the judges, the defense attorneys and the prosecutors thinking? You will hear it all on Prime Time Crime, the podcast. Breaking news in a rare move. Florida police just releasing body cam video of their raid on the home of a former state coronavirus data scientist. Rebecca Jones says the search warrant at her home is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis trying to silence her. Jones claims she was fired from the Florida Health Department in May for refusing to manipulate coronavirus data. Joining me now is uh, Miami criminal defense attorney, Bruce Fleischer, who has handled some of the most notorious, and for me as a reporter, exciting cases um, in South Florida, as well as nationally. But in this role today, Bruce is going to break down the defense, the possible defense of Rebecca Jones. Thanks a lot for joining us, Bruce.
1: You're welcome. Always glad to see you.
0: All right. As a defense attorney, what's your take? On the Rebecca Jones story. What's your Cliffs Notes version?:
1: Well my Cliffs Notes version is really what I've read in the local newspapers uh, in the Miami Herald, and I know that she wrote, you know an op-ed in The Herald about what she did. In addition to the fact, there were two people who worked in the Trump administration, McGovern and uh, Campbell, who were kind of like in a similar situation. And there was an article about them in the New York Times last week by uh, Noah Weiland. And they got out of the administration because they felt that politics was taking over uh, science, shall we say. So in this particular case, you know, I really don't know what Rebecca Jones really did. I only know what is alleged in the newspaper, but before, these bad events came about as far as to her, in her life. Um, she left the, the government in Florida because she felt that the government was suppressing statistics on COVID-19 and hiding things about deaths and illness in nursing homes. And that did not make the uh, current administration happy as to um, her trying to publicize that. So either she's fired or she quit because she didn't want to deal with us anymore.
0: She was fired for, quote unquote, insubordination. Bruce, how many people have you known in the last few years who've been fired for insubordination?
1: Well, it's kind of a general term, but I think that um, now that we have people who are whistleblowers, um, they're, they're more of people who are reporting the truth people who want the public to know what an entity, what a corporate entity, or what the government is doing, and they feel it's important to get this out in the open. And whistleblowers are in danger and they're in jeopardy of their safety many, many times. And Alex Ferrer had a great program on that on CBS last year. I actually talked to him about a whistleblower case that uh, uh, I was working on with a lot of potential. But it didn't. Uh, it hasn't developed just yet.
0: How could Rebecca Jones' case possibly endanger, or threaten, or stifle other potential whistleblowers?
1: Well, they would be afraid that the police, law enforcement agents, would come to their house very early in the morning or very late at night, uh, break down a door, and uh, start seizing equipment and holding people at gunpoint. And that puts a chilling effect on a lot of people. I mean, look what happened to that poor one woman in Chicago last week, Who was in her apartment and Mm -hmm. the Chicago police department, Cook County police had the wrong apartment. The one that they wanted was next door. And this woman was terrified. They, it deals with, are you really properly investigating these things? And do you have all the facts straight? You have all the players right. And obviously, they didn't in Chicago, uh, just like in Brianna Taylor. But in this case, in uh, Rebecca Jones's case, we need to see what's in the warrants, which allegedly justified the search and seizure of her personal property from her home uh, on that day. That's the most important thing. Did they have probable cause? those facts and circumstances to believe that a crime had been committed by her or she was in the process of committing or was going to jeopardize the public. And, you know, that that's why, you know, that's why they went in to, to find out what she was doing, whether, whether she was, you know, disclosing public information or sensitive information. I don't know because, it's all going to unroll or unravel in the discovery, uh, in the inventory of what the police make from the computers, the phones and downloads and all that to see, did she do anything wrong? We don't know. That's gonna take months to figure that one out.
0: So as the FDLE has seized her computer, what if they find conversations, emails on there, texts on there, that she has had with other potential whistleblowers. Doesn't that endanger them as well? And is that information any of their business?
1: I'd have to see the information to give you a definitive answer, but it certainly would have a chilling effect on other whistleblowers.
0: Which was probably their goal in the first place.
1: Well, it seems like the, um, the administrations, the government administrations, don't want to keep the public's Best interests, safe and transparent. You know, it's like with Fauci. Mm -hmm. Trump tries to to silence Fauci. Who's smarter? Who's better expert than Fauci when he's telling the country about COVID nineteen and what people have to do? But yet, the White House they had a strained relationship with him after after a few months, and we didn't see Dr. Burks anymore either.
0: No, neither Dr. Burks. Dr. Burks, incidentally, Deborah Burks called out Rebecca Jones and honored her because of her information, not as a whistleblower, but because she was doing such an organized, credible job of keeping tabs on Florida statistics.
1: Well, I don't know if Rebecca Jones was a whistleblower or not in the strict term of that, but she certainly had the interest of the public in mind. I assume when she when she gave the administration a tough enough time that they dismissed her for insubordination. You know, I think the the main thing is that when you're going after the government like she is with something like this, probably makes sense that she didn't do anything wrong and she wants to be justified or she wants to be vindicated for what she's done. She may never be charged with a crime. We don't know that. So maybe her lawsuit was premature. I don't know. Uh, Maybe her lawyers are trying to get some discovery to find out what the government had uh, on her or what they allegedly thought they had on her. I don't know.
0: Basically what she did, if she did it, okay, and I, I dispute that because someone who is as IT savvy as she is, isn't going to use her own IP address and have it be traced back so easily. That doesn't make sense.
1: I've been involved in cases probably in the last 10 years, which deal with high, you know, high technology. You know, we have the cell phone tracking, we have DNA, we have all these things. And recently I was involved in a case where one of my clients sent a threat to a teacher Oops. and the principal at a school, a death threat, Ooh. and they traced it back and they found out who it was. Uh, But they also did that um, without a warrant. And that case was resolved in my client's favor.
0: What do you mean? Tell me. All right. So they trace it back to someone. But she didn't, she being Rebecca Jones, didn't send out a death threat. She just asked other people if they had to be heroes and and to um, be brave and come forward if they had information. It wasn't like she said, I'm going to... Blow you all up if you don't. It wasn't a threat. It was a request for information. So basically, and I know I'm downplaying this here, but if I send out a mass text that says, "Help me find my dog," I'm going to find FDLE on my front doorstep saying, "You sent out a text, and and we're going to seize your computers."
1: She's requesting information, in her opinion, for the public good and the public welfare. That's what she's trying to do. Uh, I'm not okay. saying that first and foremost she's a whistleblower at all. I'm really saying she's a a former government employee who is very, who's very interested in exposing what's going on, the, wrong, the wrongful things that are being done by the state of Florida, shall we say, or different sections of the government. And she wants this made, to be made known. She may never become a whistleblower. She, never, uh, she may never file a lawsuit. She may never collect a dime on this. But it seems like her heart is certainly in the right place. For the protection of the public, you know, her privacy was invaded. Her her private life was invaded. The question is: Did she do anything in her private life which broke the law? You know, we're not talking about ethics. We're talking about or, or opinions. We're talking about: Was the law broken? Was she causing harm to the public? Was she causing harm to uh, the state of Florida? Shall we say? There's a lot. Lot that's going to. Uh, Come out from this case, and my reading about uh, about the case is that she has uh, enlisted a group of great lawyers from Tallahassee to represent her in this matter.
0: What's your guess as to what's going to happen here, Bruce? Well, if I
1: could give you the answer to that, you could get, never get an appointment with me because everyone would be lined up down the block to come see me for a consultation. But
0: they already are, anyway, Bruce. I
1: I, I really don't know. I'd like to know more about the case before I could you know, add any commentary on that.
0: I'm pretty sure this case isn't going away in the very near future. Bruce Fleischer, thank you so very much for joining us today and taking out time from your, your very full day to, to answer some of our questions.
1: Thank you for having me, it's always a pleasure.
0: Thanks for listening to Primetime Crime, the podcast. Follow us on Facebook at Primetime Crime and on Instagram and Twitter at Primetime Crime underscore. Post your comments and tell us what true crime stories you'd like to hear about. Subscribe to Primetime Crime on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and Google Podcasts. Thanks a lot.